tweet at SAFM Radio and at Aldrin Simpia. It is 20 to 4. We're in conversation next with Professor William Gomet, the founder and executive chairperson of Democracy Works Foundation. Central to South Africa's political discourse in the last few years has been the country's national governance is undoubtedly heading towards or heading towards an era of coalition politics at the national level. And the narrative suggests that this may be a good thing. However, though, uh, how true is this when coalition agreements on a local level are constantly falling apart and ultimately impacting service delivery? We unpack the merits of a coalition government and what stability and instability means in the context of government stability and service delivery. Professor William Kometa now joining us on the line. Prof, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. I want to start off here though. Um, from your analysis and looking at the and looking at the behavior of the electorate, um, is it clear cut that the ANC will be below fifty percent come twenty twenty four? Good afternoon. I'm so happy that you invited me. Very grateful. Um, first thing, I just have to say to you is that coalitions really is most probably a much more appropriate uh, form of government in a diverse society. Uh, you know, monopoly based. Um, Government in a society that's very diverse, and we are the world's most diverse society after Brazil, um, normally um, doesn't work unless the party um, is very, very inclusive. And obviously, we know so far the entity since 1994 hasn't been, uh, hasn't governed inclusively. So that's a really important point to make. And secondly, if one look at the long history of Africa since the Second World War, I mean, the two, the two best governed African country from a human development point of view, from an economic uh, uh, growth point of view, um, from a peace point of view, out of 54 African countries have been coalitions, okay, Valerie and Mauritius, mm-hmm. different kind of co- coalitions. Um, I mean, Mauritius, obviously, for over two decades, almost four decades, and over two decades in Cape Verde, two of Africa's most successful. I mean, if you think about it, 90% of, of African countries, 90% has been, you know, either absolute failures mm. or civil war or failed state. So that really, you know, the evidence must tell you. Even here at home, if you look at coalitions at the local level um, since 2016, yes, in the news we see the big, the Joburg now, obviously, you know, the big, um, the failure of the coalition here, you know, Swane, there was a whole lot of things in, 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 in PE. But generally across the country, if once we take those sort of big media focus failures out, actually, you know, the majority of the coalitions are actually working mm-hmm. in the small towns uh, across the country. So, so what seems to be the problem? Because the expectation, as I said a bit earlier on, is that the ANC would Go below tw- will go below 50% in the in the national elections, um, and if we compare the um, instability of at, at least what we're focusing on, on uh, as the mm-hmm. media, um, people believe that this will also then play out at a national level. Um, yeah. So, firstly, the reality is, I think when we've uh, 2024 national elections, the ANC will dip under 50%. So, either the ANC will be in a coalition with smaller parties, or when it drops, uh, which is also very likely, under 40%, it will clearly be opposition parties will be able to form a coalition much more easier. So, I mean, um, then what we need to do, because clearly, I think there seems to be among many political parties are not. The leaders don't seem to be mature enough 
um, to engage in coalition politics. I mean, just look here now in, in, in Joburg, and we've seen it also in Shwane a, a year ago, um, where some, many members of the ANC and the EFF also, and, and, and some other smaller opposition parties, think that if you oppose, if you're the opposition, if you oppose a coalition government, that means you have to bring them down. That is not what... Uh, the role of the opposition is when you oppose a coalition government. You know, your role is to play oversight, to prepare in the next election to take over um, if, you know, if the coalition government um, um, fails. So so that really is the first thing. So we really have to, to mature. We unfortunately don't have enough time until 2024 when we get into, you know, national and provincial coalition politics because we're also going to see, I think, provincial coalitions. So really there has to be a maturity. But the second thing, maybe we have to bring in legislation um, um, because to, to, to foster a culture of coalition politics where we make it very difficult for, you know, for partners in a coalition to just live on, you, you, you know, uh, over small issues, you know, you, you know, so what we need to do is get coalition partners to be legally binding, like a legal contract, mm-hmm. and then for governing coalition, say if, if, if one party in the coalition just leaves just for small issues, you know, nothing substantial, to allow the governing coalition actually to govern legally. So, you, you know, we may have to begin to look at legislations um, um, in their context. Yeah, because now even with, the, for instance, the multi-party government, which has now collapsed in the city of Johannesburg, mm-hmm. there was an agreement in place and political parties had signed to that agreement, but still, um, still it collapsed. And maybe it is around this issue around um, it being binding. But if there is legislation, not being binding, sorry, but if there is legislation in place, does that not rob the voter of uh, representation by the political party that they've elected? That if the political party feels that we no longer want to be part of this coalition government or we feel that this coalition government is not representative of the issues that we like to highlight on behalf of our people, therefore we want to leave? But, you know, so, you know, in, when there is legislation, and of course the legislation will provide for the fact that, you know, there are substantial issues that a coalition partner can leave or a party in a coalition mm-hmm. can leave, and there is non-substantial issues, and that becomes legally uh, binding. And, and it's also maybe and that's the, the other part of coalition politics is actually when a party goes into a coalition, that, they, that you know, it has to be transparent to its supporters and voters, you know, to go back and tell them, look, we're going into a coalition, these are the three, four things, and this is the reason why we're part of the coalition. You know, that kind of transparency. Yeah. We haven't seen that kind of transparency. So, so again, we can have to build that culture. You know, all of these things are new for us as a country, and, and, and we can have to foster um, um, the culture of transparency in, in coalitions. But maybe I think the most alarming point, and we've seen it here now in Johannesburg in this collapse of the coalition here, is that it seems that political part, many political parties are only in politics for absolute greed, not for, uh, to govern in the interests uh, of um, you know, ordinary citizens. Um, they just say, you know, so they don't care whether they want to, you know, they will collapse um, a government at a local level if they're not in power to, you know, to, to secure power, to gain power. So, you know, so the, it's power for the sake of power, not power, um, you, you know, to serve um, the interests yeah. um, of, of the voters. 
Yeah, um, and then a final one is um, speaking about what happens internationally. And I saw a tweet actually from the ambassador of Denmark to South Africa mm-hmm. when I post uh, when I posted a tweet saying that if you look at what's currently happening with coalitions, it's almost like they're constantly in survival mode. It's either you want to survive as an individual person within your party or survive within the coalition. And what then happens to service delivery? And his response was that in Denmark, actually, coalitions have worked very well. So how do we get to that level of maturity where there is that level of stability? And is it really possible in a country that is so diverse, highly unequal, and also we have such a diverse view and perspectives around ideology? No, absolutely. You know, it is, you know we have no choice. Really, we have no choice to begin to get grown-up politic- uh, politicians. I mean, what we have, most of our politicians are fortunately in the country right now. I mean, you know, they're adult child. I mean, they're adults, but they're actually children. They behave like children. I mean, they behave like they're in a kindergarten at a type of politics in a school playground type of politics uh, uh, and so on. So, and, and, and let, you know, for a country to pros- prosper, for us to move forward, we really have to, voters will have to begin to really begin to vote differently um, and begin to vote for quality people, not necessarily for people, you know, link on the path, struggle credentials, um, because people mm. can sing a song. But isn't that uh, the role of the party other. members, actually? Because not, um, yeah. it's the party that deploys. No, 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 absolutely. I mean, obviously, we also our electoral system, sadly. Mm. Um, because of our electoral system, the party can handpick people. And we've seen, often with the ANC, they seem to be handpicked the worst people they can find um, in the country or among the members. I mean, they have got quality members, but those quality members are never picked to become um, the leaders because, uh, and so on. So in the long term, we'll have to obviously change the electoral systems. There's a lot of debate in the country about changing and making the electoral system more accountable and more responsive but at the end it begins it's also in the individual voters now the individual voters you know the civil society and opposition parties also must do voter education to you know to inculcate the fact that voting you know the right to vote is not just voting for a political party it is like voting for quality leaders and and and, uh, and so on and that yeah. is important and voting also which is maybe even more important in a diverse society is voting against your own party if they corrupt and incompetent and voting for another party even if you disagree with their party or even if they don't look like you they don't say your history but they are more competent and they deliver yeah. more for your own interests it's a very important thing um the civil society citizens the media and also opposition parties yeah. must uh, do in the voter education thank you so much for your time professor william Kumete, founder and executive chairperson of democracy works foundation